this summer. Your local movie theater transforms into a tent revival for sharing Jesus. Join believers nationwide for the Million Souls campaign, inviting unsaved loved ones to experience The Firing Squad, a new evangelistic movie starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. Witness the true story that made worldwide headlines, American prisoners discovering faith in Christ while awaiting execution for their crimes in a third world country, transforming their lives and the entire prison in the process. After the movie and before the credits roll, Kevin Sorbo will come on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ. Visit FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how to get free tickets and more for your unsaved loved ones and become part of this unique event. Bring friends, family, and your faith. Learn more at FiringSquadFilm.com. That's FiringSquadFilm.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Um, there is there's something miraculous happening. Truly miraculous. And it happened on the Joe Rogan show. Yeah. 60 seconds will take you there. Good sleep is one of the key ingredients to a successful day. If you're not getting good sleep regularly, your whole day can end up feeling like a never-ending slog through thick mud. Would it be nice just to be able to relax when your head hits the pillow at night, just so you can just slow down? You don't want to take stuff that makes you sleepy and drowsy because it's that's a drug and it just whacks you out the next day. Here's something you can take 100% drug-free. It's a blend of natural ingredients designed to promote healthy sleep by reducing anxiety and distress and improving mood and promoting relaxation. It's called Relief Factor Sleep. Relief Factor Sleep. Your first bottle is $19.95, 20 bucks to get a feeling of great relaxation and contentment as you drift away into sleep and feel refreshed and rejuvenated the very next morning. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800 the number 4 relief. 800 the number 4 relief. It's Relief Factor Sleep at relieffactor.com. Dream big and sleep tight. I want to talk to you here um, about something that Billy Graham told me about five years before he died. We became friends at the end of his life. And I so admired him. And at one point, I said, Billy, where are the people that are going to step up? Where, where's the next George Washington, Abraham Lincoln? Where's the next Billy Graham? And he smiled and he said, God is tired of people like me getting credit for his work he said it's not going to work this way this time he said this time people who are just regular people 
are going to do something that they may think is small and insignificant. And they may not even understand it. But they feel compelled that they're supposed to do this one thing and they'll argue in their own head, say, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I do that? What, that's not going to change anything. And he said, and if everybody who hears what they're supposed to do and does just that, nothing more, nothing less, just that, and remains faithful, he said, the lights will come on and you'll see a mosaic that God is working and everyone on earth will know only the God of Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob could have done it. That's what he told me. It has lasted with me, and I'm seeing that come to fruition right now. Oliver Anthony was a guy who was, at the end, just a few weeks ago, he was at the end, sitting in his truck, weeping, completely broken. Now he's on Joe Rogan. He was on Joe Rogan, and... He's talking to Joe about the scriptures and Joe is listening. And so are millions of Americans. I think what Oliver Anthony just did is what our preachers are failing to do. Our preachers. It's all gobbledygook. It doesn't feel real to so many Americans. But listen to this. Oliver Anthony on Joe Rogan. I kind of had this breakdown moment and um, decided that I was going to let whatever ego I had go. And just at this point, it's like I knew I didn't have much left in for me anyway. And I wanted I wanted to serve whatever purpose it was that I was here to serve. It's like you get this just overwhelming feeling in you. I, I was just crying like a baby, just this very like warm feeling throughout me. And that um, that really hasn't gone away since. Like I... I'm not the guy that can play in front of 12,000 people on guitar. I would be like, I mean, I had never played a paid gig. When we, when we played the show at the farm market where Jamie Johnson showed up, that was my first paid gig. Like, I'm not a guy to go out and play live shows, but I can tell you I was so like, um, I was just so at peace being up there. Like, it just felt like that's where I was supposed to be. And, that, and with all of this, it has been like, there's no way that Chris from six months ago could handle what's gone on the last two weeks. But I feel just so empowered from all of it. And um, I don't know. I'm telling you, like, again, I'm not, I'm not anybody special. And I'm certainly not here to preach to anybody. But just from coming from somebody who was just really, just in a really just f***ed up place. Like, and I use that word like with discretion but in this case it describes like where i was like that guy found a lot of peace like from this book and from, from looking at things in a different way yeah from looking at things through the eyes well, yeah, of scripture and i think for me it was like i had been in you know i'd been in church growing up and i had been i had been exposed to all of that but i'd found a lot of um a lot of theatrics and a lot of politics in church and in religion when I was younger. And so it just immediately turned me off to so it. So if you can take us to like, what was like the day you picked it up? What, what was the feeling that you had? Like what caused you to act? What, what was it like when you did it? Yeah. I mean, I'd been reading it here and there off and on. And I had for like off and on for a long time. Like, cause I, again, I was introduced to it as a kid, but it was really just like, um, I remember I'd went to the, I went to the ER for everything that was going on. 
I mean, I thought I was seriously going to die. Like I was having shooting pains up under my jaw, down in my wrist and my leg, like just cardiovascular 101 symptoms. Of course, I'm 31. I had been like, I could run four miles without stopping, no problems. Like I knew my heart was strong, but I just just freaking out. Yeah, but I went and did that. And uh, I remember being in the truck after that, just like. And I just, yeah, I just had a breakdown moment. I was just, just crying and, um, was just, just, I just felt hopeless. Like, like almost the way a child feels hopeless when they, you know, like you can't find your parent or something like a, like a four-year-old that can't find his parents or something. I was just like, just didn't have anything left in me. And, um, okay, stop. Listen to what he's doing here. This is a guy just weeks ago was feeling just like that. Just weeks ago. That, that's in itself a miracle. He's a guy who has screwed up everything in his life. He said up until he was about 30, and then things went awry. <laughs> it was the exact opposite. I was just crazy bad until I was about 30, and then I tried to clean up my life. And all he's doing now is he's sitting in the truck, and he's completely broken. How many of us can relate to this? You're out of answers. Now listen. I don't know. I just, uh, I just decided like right then and there, I was like, I know I can't do this anymore. And, but I know, I know that I can, I know there's things that I need to do. And I just, I was just, just told God, I was like, just let me do it. Like, and I'll give all this up. I'll give up the weed and I'll quit getting (laughs) drunk and I'll quit, um, I'll quit being so angry about things and I'll just like, well, I'll just call it good. Whatever I've done up from, from up until I was 30 or whatever, 31, like I'll, we'll just call that good and I'll start over again and, um, I'll make him the focus and not me. And I just tried to, tried to let my, let my ego and everything that I was just let that go and just focus on. Cause, cause obviously like, it's not just me. I've seen it with even other people I know, and I see it with celebrities and everything, but I don't know. I just feel like um, we're in such a weird place right now in the okay. world. Stop for a second. What is he doing? What's he doing right here? This is the first step of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's the first step. I give up. I can't do it. I completely give up. God, I give it all to you. I'll just, we'll just call it. Start fresh. That is, without him knowing it, that is the first step. You cannot heal yourself until you get there. This is the problem with our nation. You can't fix it until we get there. Lord, I give up. I give up. We've tried everything. We've tried everything. Everything we do seems to make it worse. We've tried this. We've tried this. The only thing we haven't tried is humbling ourselves. See, this is this is why humility is so important, because without humility, you can't get to where he is, which is completely broken. And luckily for me as an alcoholic and unfortunately for my mom, who was an alcoholic, my mother's bottom was death. She didn't have a place that was bad enough to break her until death. 
I'm grateful that that wasn't my bottom line. And I've wondered for a long time, is that the bottom line for our country? Is our country... Are we so arrogant that we'll let it die before we say, okay, I give up. I give up. I, I, just, I just want peace in my life. I just... I want to be a decent person. We want to be a good country, but we obviously don't know how to do it. Now, listen to what he's about to do. The next step. Listen to this. I feel like God's working through inadvertently through certain people to get to get his point across. He is. Um, so take me to what what you did. Did you start reading the Bible? Like, what did you do? I just changed my perspective. Um, you changed. You, you, I quit like, worrying about me, and I started worrying about what what it is that I'm supposed to do. You know, like it talks in the Bible about um, about being a servant, and you know, giving up. I guess my desire and my will and whatever it is that I that I want to do. Like, um, I don't, I don't know the best way to describe it, but it's about it's about trying to use what I have as a tool versus doing what I can in the moment to give what, give myself whatever satisfaction that it is I'm trying to get, you know, it's about letting, trying to let go of your ego, I guess, in a way. Um, mm. and I mean, people, people pursue that mentality listen to without faith. I mean, it's the idea of there being something bigger than you, but I think inherently all human beings idolize something like it talks in the bible about false idols we all have false idols like whether it's our phone or it's a celebrity or it's something we do or it's our addiction to food or drugs or whatever but like it's very difficult for a human to be the biggest thing on their hierarchy there's always something above us right because we're always in pursuit of something bigger than whatever it is in that moment and i think for me it was just about taking everything else all the distractions and all the other things in my life away and just ensuring that at least and look i'm st we're all we're all we all sin and we all do stupid things like we're all just people nobody's special or righteous people sometimes act like they're special and righteous but we're all just the same thing like um but it's just about trying to make that make that my idol make 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 god and the concept of what it is that he wants done on this earth my idol versus anything else stop he's just completed the first two steps Step one, admit you're powerless over alcohol or whatever else it is, and that your lives are unmanageable. That's the first thing you have to do. My life is completely out of control. I've tried everything. I'm broken. I'm crying in my truck. I, ca I can't do it. I'm powerless over this. I can't stop it. Second step. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. He's saying there is a God. There is a God. And, and I've, I've followed other gods and all of these other gods are false. They've only played into my problem because they feed my ego and what I want. And only thing, only thing that is above humans is God. And so I am powerless over my problem and my life is is out of control and only a power greater than me can restore us 
to to sanity. First two steps. Now, I'm going to take a one-minute break and come back and show you he's completed the third step. This is the fastest. This is why AA works. Because it's, it's so obvious. It's natural. It's natural how it works. When he gets to the fourth step, that's where trouble sets in. But I want you to listen to the third in 60 seconds. Tragic statistic. Recent study of hundreds of post-abortive women found that 60% of them would have preferred to give birth. 60%. Can you even begin to comprehend that? How many women are just horribly scarred? If they received more support from others or had a little more financial security, they would have given birth. This is where preborn steps in. They're here for women during their darkest hour when deciding between life and death for their child. But they're also there for them afterward. Giving a woman a free ultrasound increases her chance to save the baby, doubling the chance she'll choose life. And when she does, preborn is there to help her for up to two years and additional support. When you support preborn, you not only support women, you empower them and you save lives. Your donation of $28 will help a woman make a choice that she won't have to regret the rest of her life. And it gives her the ultimate blessing, life. Your love can save a life. Dial pound 250 on your cell and just say uh, the keyword baby. Pound 250, keyword baby. Preborn.com slash Beck. Preborn.com slash Beck or pound 250, keyword baby. Sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so the third step, let's see if he makes it. Like we all serve we all serve some master whether we realize it or not. So why not let it be the master that is above all? And so when you made this transformation in your mind, did you then start reading scripture like regularly? Like what did you start doing? Yeah, well, it was different. Well, what's what really I guess it's like now I don't read it. I don't read it because I feel like I should read it to be a better person. It's like now I I try to read it for the guidance within it. And I'm still in the infancy stages of a lot of this. Like I've read a lot of Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes, and Luke, and um, there's other good books. But just trying to, I don't know, like trying to restructure, I guess, on a granular level, like I guess the neural pathways in my brain that have certain habits and certain ways of thought, like I've tried to retrain that to, um, you know, like there's there's things it says, like, uh, and I'll be very brief with this, I promise, but. Like one thing, ironically, it's uh, Proverbs 4.20, which I thought you would like. (laughs) So if there's anything better. Perfect. Stop for um, just a second before we get to that. He just completed the third step. Okay. First step, we're powerless. Our lives are out of control and I have no power to stop it. Second, there is a power greater than me. There is a, a God, a God of your understanding, a power greater than me. That will restore me to sanity. Third step. I will turn my will and my life over the care of God as I understand him. The first thing he said when we went back to this clip is we all serve 
a master. I just decided to serve the master, the God. And now I'm reading scriptures so I get to learn his will, what he wants me to do. Third step, made a decision to turn over our lives uh, and our will over to the care of God as we understand him. I'm telling you, God is working miracles. This is why I've said, you want to save the country? It's anyone who understands the 12 steps of AA. It will get you there. We need to do this as a nation. But the fourth step is the really tough one. Do we have time to go on to the, here's, uh, I think he said it was Psalms 420. Proverbs 420. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. But um, That's pretty big. Yeah, it is profound. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Wow, that's profound. Um, so l- l- listen to what he just said. This... I think that this is the the proverb that he would bring up tells you everything you need to know about him and politics. He has done everything he could to distance himself from the right and the left, mainly from the right, because those were the ones running to him with open arms going, you're one of us. He's, I believe, being used by God, and you're not going to make any inroads if you're Glenn Beck and your name is so associated with the right or you know you're Michael Moore and you're so associated with the left whatever it's not going to happen he's fixing his eyes on God not turning to the right or the left and he will fulfill whatever it is he's supposed to fulfill and he'll be shocked by it as he already is shocked by it God works quickly when we are willing the Glenn Beck program how often do you find yourself just going through the motions when it comes to feeding your dog? Bowl is empty. Grab the bag of kibble. Fill her up. Let me tell you something. Last night, I had such a fun time with uh, Uno uh, feeding him. Who wants a Who wants dinner? Who wants dinner? And then filling it up, watching him with his nose in the bag. Okay, okay, okay. And then kind of I put a couple kib- kibble in my hand. And he just sniffed them. Didn't eat them. Then I put the bowl up on the counter and I put the rough greens on top of it, mixed it, now put it down in front of him, and he gobbled the bowl. I love my dog. I just love my dog. And uh, when you can make feeding him something fun, something that you enjoy, something that you know they're enjoying, it just is so great. Rough Greens, so confident your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. It's roughgreens.com slash back. Call 833-GLEN33. They'll give you your first trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping. First bag free, 833-GLEN33. All the nutrients and everything else your dog needs. 833-GLEN33. Roughgreens.com slash back. Subscribe to Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks.
Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Um, we're just talking about this amazing peer- appearance on Joe Rogan uh, by Oliver Anthony. Uh, yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see it or hear it at all. I had, you know, just heard seen about some it. coverage of yeah. it. And I want to give you the slightly different impression that I got without actually listening to it to the one that you received by actually listening to huh, it. Okay. So you just played an incredible awakening of a person who's finding God, who's changing his life, who's right. really and a, very, very humble mm-hmm. about it, not preachy, just right. like I'm telling you what happened to me. Here's the, what I got. This is from Variety. Rich men singer Oliver Anthony laments porn, prescription drugs, and more in strange two-hour Joe Rogan interview. <laughs> so wow. That was the, because he wow. thought porn was bad. And didn't think, wow. didn't like prescription drugs. It was strange, but like nothing about this, nothing about a, the really, and that's really the, the most story. important part yeah, really, of his story. You know, because people obviously connected at some level with the lyrics of the first song that came out, and that's how people were interested in him. But the real story here is him and his, his change, his awakening, his, the life that, that has gone from zero to 60 in a few weeks really quickly i mean that's the incredible thing about this why he's an interesting figure and the fact that i mean listen everybody is feeling defeated right now everybody is losing hope we're all at least i've i've been in my truck crying my eyes out over the country and you know god help us what i mean everything we do we screw it up What, what what help us where are you help us help us help us and he is answering those prayers and you don't see it, but he is answering those prayers through individuals because everything else is discredited. So these individuals pop up and you're going to see more of more of them popping up here and there. And they may not become famous because it's not about the fame. It's about the message that he's sending. And the message is I'm there. I am there. Once you humble yourself and you're broken, I'm there for you. And I will rush to your aid. I just want you to know if you're if you're feeling like he was feeling, this message is for you. You're listening to this program today for a reason. Don't 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 write this off as a coincidence. There's a method why it's it's why it's called a miracle you know some people will say you know a miracle is merely a change of perspective i think it is i think it is you can look at a miracle and go oh well it was just the winds that swept up the water because there was a really big storm and that would help moses get across okay if that's what it was fine change your perspective on that wow what a coincidence that was at that time what a coincidence it is you're struggling perhaps with something and right now you happen to be listening to this broadcast and you're hearing his message. I am, I'm just amazed at how he performed the first three steps of the 12 steps of AA. The next one is really, really hard. The first one is I'm powerless. I can't. My my life is out of control. Second one is there's a power greater than me 
that can restore me. All I have to do, third step, is make the decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God uh, as I understand him and, and follow what he says. Then the fourth one. Make a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and another human being the exact nature of your wrongs. Six, ready to have God remove all of these. Seven, humbly ask him to remove the shortcomings. Then you start to make amends for them. Now, let me show you how this works in a nation. Abraham Lincoln was not a deeply religious man. In fact, he, he hated religion because his father was the kind of guy who would quote scriptures as he would beat him. And so he went off on a dark, dark path. Most people don't know this. We don't, you know, we don't celebrate people's dark path, but we should at least understand how the person got there. He was horribly abused by his father. His father was a Bible-toting guy uh, and would beat him because of the scriptures. And Abraham Lincoln is like, I don't want anything to do with my father. I don't want to ever be like my father. And this is all garbage. And so he rejected it. And he became the only reason. The only reason why maybe he changed at first was because he was afraid of syphilis. Because he had whored around. Have you ever heard that about Abraham Lincoln? That's who he became. Then he realized, my life is becoming unmanageable. And he didn't turn to God. He just turned to higher values and principles and started to live those. He still kind of, he knew God and he knew the Bible inside and out. But he was not what you would call a, a, a practicing Christian. He said, I wasn't Christian when the war broke out. I wasn't Christian with my, when my son died. I became a Christian at Gettysburg. That's where he makes the covenant. That's where he asks America as a broken president, as somebody who has completely broken down, and he sees what's happening and they can't make any progress. Nobody, the, the, the North is losing at this point. Listen to what he said in his second inaugural address. And tell me this isn't the, the uh, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh step of AA. Neither party expected for the war of this magnitude or the duration which it's already attained. Neither anticipated that the cause of the conflict might cease with or even before the conflict itself should cease. Each looked for an easier triumph and as a result, less fundamental and astounding. Both read the same Bible. We pray to the same God and each invokes his aid against the other. It might seem strange for any man to dare ask a just God's assistant in wringing their bread from the sweat of another man's face. Let's not judge, or we will be judged. But the prayers of both cannot be answered, and neither of them are answered fully. But the Almighty has his own purposes. Quote, 
Woe unto the world because of its offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom the offensive cometh. End quote. If we should suppose that American slavery is one of those offenses in which the providence of God must needs come, but which have continued through the appointed his appointed time, he now wills it to stop. And that he gives to both North and South this terrible war as the woes due by those whom the offense came. Shall we discern then in any departure from those divine attributes that that the believers in a living God always ascribe to him? We hope, we pray that this mighty scourge of war may speedily pass away. Yet, if God wills it continue until all of the wealth piled by the bondsman's 250 years of unrequited toil shall be sunk and until every drop of blood drawn with the lash shall be paid by another drawn with a sword. As it was said 3,000 years ago, still it must be said, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous together. He is saying, I surrender my will, and the country must surrender their will. And if it means we're destroyed because of our sins, we're going to be destroyed. Now, that seems like somebody who's giving up, right? Say this all the time to people, and they say, oh, so we're going to just give up? No. Accept the will of God, and then do all that you can. With malice toward none, with charity for all, with the firmness in the fight as God gives us to see the right. So, in other words... We're fighting as hard as we can, and we're struggling to see the light and see the right. But God's giving that to us, so keep humble. He says, let us strive on to finish the work we're in, to bind up the nation's wounds, to care for him who shall have borne the battle and for his widow and his orphan, to do all which may achieve and cherish a just and lasting peace among ourselves and with all nations. Everything you need to know about life and our country, because it's the same, because in this country, we the people are the country. And because we the people have gone astray, our government has gone astray. It's merely a reflection of us. And let me tell you, with firmer reliance on divine providence, if every dollar and every success this country has had needs to go down the drain for us to do God's will, for us to be a nation that is righteous and good and works to serve mankind, so be it. We'll make it because we have God on our side. Sorry, because we are on God's side. Huge difference. Uh, it seems like these days we almost 
do more online than we do offline. Unfortunately, that frequency creates an illusion of security, but it is an illusion. Cyber criminals are constantly finding new ways to get a hold of your information and they'll exploit every advantage available to them. That's why it's important that you have security with LifeLock. Everything we do online at any time, it's important to understand cybercrime and identity theft and how it affects our lives and how fast it is changing. It's equally important to realize measures can be taken to help keep it from happening. But nobody can stop all of it because it's changing all the time. But you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. It's LifeLock.com promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Alarming, alarming yesterday, Mitch McConnell. He's speaking to reporters, and here's what happens. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. That's right. Now he's frozen. His eyes aren't moving. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? He's looking up at a corner. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. She seems... They seem like this has happened before. They're not freaked out. One of the aides is speaking to him. Now he comes out of it a bit. Okay. Okay. Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. Yeah, what Mm. just happened? How is that not your next question? That is not the next question. What just happened to you? Where'd you go? I mean, this is terrifying. This is our country, people. This is our country. How everybody in Kentucky is not standing up and saying right now, come home. Come home. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's come sad. home. It's over. It's, it's, it's really sad, and it's terrible to watch that happen. We'll all get there, I guess, at some point. They're families. But how can you let this go on? And, and like, look, I understand there are calculations to be made with seats the way it works in uh, Kentucky. By the way, yes. thanks to Mitch McConnell, largely. Yeah. He changed the law a couple of years ago so, so the- that the Democratic governor couldn't name the next senator. You wonder if he knew that this was coming on with him at the time. But- well, I know he told me. Glenn? Glenn? Hmm? What just anyway, happened? Uh, <laughs> no, but it's like... <laughs> wouldn't you say that? Yes, of the 100%. I mean, it's... Uh, how do you not ask that? And and you give... The aides come over and they know... You could tell that this has happened before. The yes. first one tries to cover and say, oh, he just didn't hear you. So she, so, he, she basically yells in his ear. Yeah. Hey! Answer that question! Did you hear that question about you running again? And he... Is as if nothing has occurred. No, he's like it's a seizure. Yeah. Mary has seizures, yeah. and that's how we are with Mary. When she'll freeze up, and everybody will go, Mary's having a seizure, and then we all just come and we just hold her, 
And we're just like, it's okay, Mary. It's okay. It's okay. We pray on her. And, and then she comes out of it. Mm. She's fine. But that, that was, was the that, exact- is, I mean, you've seen it, obviously this happen over and over again. Is that what you just saw? Is that this, would you think it is a seizure or? It's some neurological something. Shut I don't know down. what, yeah. but I mean, notice he did this in the first time. We'd have to go back and look at the tape, but I think when he did it last time, his eyes went up and to the right. Yeah. That kind of happened there too. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and it's a neurological event of some sort. I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, I mean, but it's disturbing. Now, I don't know. I'm suspicious. It does, it, it, you know, I don't know. I'm no doctor, but you, obviously associating it with age, it does seem like this has been a long, slowing process for no, him. The, but this is not. But it may I not mean, be. What's happening with Mitch McConnell is not the same as as the dementia in the White House. No, no, it's different. It's, it's much more close yeah, to the to the to the brain damage from our senator in in Pennsylvania or Feinstein my, or fine yeah. my gosh how many examples this is our country would you let him drive of course not why he could hurt somebody he can hurt 350 million people take the keys of our country away from these people the Glenn Beck program let me tell you about grip 6 grip 6 is one of these companies that does things the american way meaning they do it the old-fashioned way. They buy the materials and the workers all from America. So when you buy, let's say, their socks, you know that's coming from specially bred sheep that are that are raised here in America. And the people who sheared them are Americans. And the American manufacturers who wash that wool and process it and weave it into socks that keep your feet warm in the winter and cool in the summer. It's an American business that tries to do things right by doing all of it in America. Trust and hard-earned money belongs at companies like Grip6. Go find them out. Grip6.com slash back. Grip6.com slash back. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Holy cow! Uh, there's a lot of evidence now uh, that our president is uh, involved and has engaged in bribery, uh, selling out our country, and lying to the American people about it, and then the cover-up, which is probably the worst, perhaps in American history. I think it is, but I would like to go back to the records to make sure. Some of the headlines today, uh, Hunter Biden's firm, uh, Joe's VP office, exchanged over a thousand emails. Remember, I'm not involved. I have nothing to do. I've not talked to his partners or his clients or anything. Well, why is his business exchanging emails with the vice president's office when you were vice president over a thousand times. Well, there is somebody on this and uh, they've gotten about 800 of them released. 
the archives are like, no, they, the, these ones, these are, these, these are super secret. We can't let them out. It might hurt national security. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Sure. We're going to talk to you about the emails and then move on to all of the other evidence that is rolling in. It is really not looking good for the president, but you wouldn't know that if you're watching mainstream media. So we'll go over it in just a minute. We talked on the program yesterday about Jaden, the kid that got kicked out of school uh, this week for having a Gadsden flag patch on his backpack. His teacher thought it was tied to the slave trade in America. If we have time, I've got to go through this again because there's some there's some new observations on this. Uh, fortunately, Jaden is a Tuttle Twins fan, which means he's smarter than his teacher. Maybe not smarter, just more well-read. Has actually read things about our history, not just the bad things. Let me ask you something. How many other stories like this are going on in our schools right now that you haven't heard of? How many of our kids are being fed leftist garbage daily? How hard is it to keep up with that and undo the damage? Well, Jaden showed us it's not all that hard. Tuttle Twins, they're on a mission to teach kids from a young age to think for themselves, to learn from true history so they can fight to keep their freedom. If you want to make a difference in the lives of your kids, Help them stand up for what's right. You need to act now. Tuttle Twins has a back-to-school special. It is 70% off their normal price. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now before this offer runs out. 70% off. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. All right, we're going to uh, Kimberly Herman now. She is the Southeastern Legal Foundation General Counsel. She is um, part of the, the legal group that filed the lawsuit to get Joe Biden's pseudonym emails. Now, if you're taking this from the very beginning, I'm going to ask her to tell us what the pseudonym emails and how common those are, et cetera, et cetera. Hi, Kimberly. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Okay, so we heard about uh, uh, Joe Biden using a pseudonym. In fact, several pseudonyms when he was the vice president. And we got this because of some of the emails on Hunter Biden's laptop. Correct? That's correct. We first learned about these in the summer of 2021 when uh, Hunter Biden's laptop was exposed and authenticated. And John Solomon, New York Post, Daily Mail, you, lots of people covered these. Um, And we were really interested in them because why would a vice president need to use an alias email address and forward government information to his son and his son's business partners? And so we started asking the National Archives for the records all the way back in 2021. So and they just released them. So they're quick. Uh. They have have actually still not released them. Um, When we filed that initial request, they came back and said, whoa, whoa, we can't release any of Joe Biden's vice president records till 2022. Come back then. So we waited. We came back then. And we've been waiting for 14 months. They have acknowledged that about 5,400 of these potentially exist. Wow. Where, what story was I reading today or maybe a couple of days ago that I thought 1,000 existed and 800 had just been released? None of them have been released and there's 5,400 of them? Yeah, so none of these alias ones have been released. Um, I believe that our friends over, I believe, in America First Legal have uh, also submitted some FOIA requests. 
and that they have been getting some some emails okay. that they're not necessarily the pseudonym emails, right? Okay, because okay. He didn't always use the pseudonym. He do, just used it sometimes. Do you know how common it is for a president or a vice president to have pseudonym emails? I mean, other others have come out where they've said, you know, we know about how well, we obviously know about how like what, Hillary Clinton's yeah. secret um, uh. server. Um, that was an entire server. Um, there have been other stories out there that past presidents have used them. You know, use them. I don't think that you should be using them. I think that there's legal, massive legal implications. But whether you use them or not, these emails are still government records. It was He was still the vice president talking about government information and forwarding that on to people. That makes it a government record. It makes it subject to the Freedom of Information Act, which means that anyone in the public can request that these records get released. Now, um, we don't know what's in the pseudonym uh, emails. We're hearing now that we are uh, seeing things from the White House coming out from the White House that Joe Biden was um, involved with his uh, son's firm. Uh, they were getting invitations to things. They were actually in communication uh, on, you know, uh, state dinners, et cetera, et cetera, and played a role in those, which I think is extremely uncommon, I would imagine. Um, but the, yeah. the pseudonym, you think that these are even more damning, possibly, because... Uh, yeah, I mean, why else would you use a pseudonym, right? And so we've been... We've been sending FOIA requests and trying to release as many documents to the public as we can about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Burisma and the other things that happened in Ukraine um, for, oh my gosh, three, four years now. And we've seen in a lot of those records with official email addresses that those meetings happened. We've put them out on our website. John Solomon's put them out. Um, he's done a lot of those FOIA requests that we've litigated. And so those are damning enough. Why else would you use a pseudonym if you're not doing something nefarious? Now, maybe they'll come out and we will all learn that there's nothing important in them. Maybe they were personal communications. 5,400 of them? Laptop, I highly, highly doubt it. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, I, I highly doubt it. I can't speculate to what's in them um, until we see them, but something just doesn't doesn't quite smell right right and we know that because of another email right we got the pseudonym uh, we found out that the that he was emailing in pseudonym because of the hunter biden laptop we saw the what is it robin l peters or something like that um robert l peters um and do we know that he did communicate with the head of ukraine um, under a pseudonym, he was doing some official business in Ukraine, we think. He was reaching out to the president or somebody like that, right? I am sorry. I have yeah, not followed this story. Yeah, there, there are some indications to that. And there are various emails out there floating around. We at SLS have not personally authenticated any of them. Um, but there are stories out there and there are emails that we've seen out there um, where there are these types of communications happening. And, you know, through the other FOIA work that we've done over the last several years, we have seen evidence of those meetings. We have exposed very key records. One of them was a memo that came out just a few weeks ago um, where you're ta they're talking about setting up these meetings. And so there's really no question 
that Hunter Biden and Devin Archer and his other business partners were getting access to top State Department officials to talk about their business dealings, what influence it had on that. I'll leave that to the congressional investigations, and we'll leave that um, to the people who can actually do something about that, right? Our goal here is to just really try to help restore some level of government integrity. Either we have a FOIA or we don't. Produce the records. How unusual is this to be blocked uh, with a FOIA like this for something that is emails? So I honestly, I wish I could say that it's unusual. It has taken us seven years to get records from some government agencies in the past. This is a fundamental problem that we have in our country, right? We have those that are elected into office and they preach transparency and they say, we're going to show you everything. And then it's just stonewall, 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 stonewall by all of the federal agencies. And so this is a massive problem. What is it that they have to hide? We're still litigating lawsuits that we had against the DOJ and the FBI to try to uncover what was actually happening with Russiagate, right? Here we are all these years later. Um, You know, we won't stop until we can expose the truth because the only way that we'll have a republic, the only way that we can rebuild this republic is by truth and transparency. So how is it that, I mean, we can change this? How, How do we change this? We just have to try to change the culture and we have to let we have to let the federal government know we as Americans have to let them know that we are not going away. We know that we have the right to these records and we will ask for them and we will continue to ask for them. Fortunately, we have the courts. And so now we've had a turn to the courts. It's time intensive. It's resource intensive. It means that, you know, we have to continue to wait. But there there is a way to get resolution. And fortunately, um, we have a judiciary, a strong federal judiciary. Thank you, President Trump, um, that we can then turn to. So they now have, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the National Archives and Records has 30 days from here to respond. Yes. Yep. They've got 30 days from when they are served the complaint um, to respond You know, we're really hopeful that they'll just come to the table and that they'll come to us and say, we know we kept putting you off. We're going to review the records. We're going to produce them and that we don't have to continue to litigate it in court. If they really fight hard in court to not turn these records over in a timely manner, that is a signal in and of itself, in my opinion, that there's definitely something in them that somebody does not want some the american public to so it, it would be illegal for the white house to interfere with the uh, archives and and records right i mean the, you can't have phone calls going back and forth from you know the the biden white house saying no keep these they're supposed to just judge it coldly and uh and release what they have to release and if there is a national secret in there then they can classify it but there should be no uh, no political uh, play in anything like this, should there? There, there really shouldn't be. I mean, there are some exceptions for classified information. Yes, and you know, Joe Biden could then determine that he would declassify them potentially. And so, there's obviously a process for that, um, as you mentioned. But there should not be communications going back and forth. You know, one thing that will be very interesting after all of this is to FOIA any communications about our FOIA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's something that's always really interesting to do because yep. sometimes those communications do happen. And again, we, we just have to continue to fight to expose all of this because hopefully 
one day politicians will wake up and say, you know what? They mean business. I really need to be transparent now. Uh, This is an organization. If you don't know the Southeastern Legal Foundation, um, you should. Uh, It is slfliberty.org. If you are somebody who has resources and you're tired of all of this, put your money where people are actually doing things to expose the truth and then putting those in the hands of people who can enforce the truth and clean up all the bad things. Uh, And that is exactly what Southeastern Legal Foundation does. Uh, Go to SF, uh, sorry, slfliberty.org. That's slfliberty.org. General Counsel, Kimberly Herman. Kimberly, thank you for everything that you're doing. God bless you. Thank you. You bet. Now, let's say you have a credit card with a balance of $10,000. Huh? How much is it going to take to pay that off? What's making the minimum payment faithfully every month? How long is it going to tell you? I'll give you the answer in five seconds. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. When we, fir- when we last left our program, I asked you how long would it take to pay off a balance of $10,000. The answer, eight and a half years. Now this message from American Financing. Uh, this is, by the way, uh, eight and a half years doesn't include any of the extra fees uh, from compounding interest. I mean, you're... We're also screwed. <laughs> We're also screwed. So what do we do? We just get a, a shovel and we just start taking some of the dirt away as much as we can. But we have to do it wisely. If you have debts that you're worried about, which is pretty much now every debt, you can't afford not to call American Financing and at least find out if you can get them to work for you. A delay of a couple of payments, even if your credit isn't the best Uh, They have credit care teams that might be able to help you, and the service is free. So do yourself a financial favor today. Call American Financing. See where you stand. See if they can help you. The average uh, listener that is doing business with them is now saving about $700 a month. AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now. AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. 10-second station ID. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm just mixing the two. Hunter Biden's Rosemont Seneca Partners investment firm traded more than 1,000 emails with Joe Biden's office during his time as vice president. Hundreds remain hidden because of executive privilege asserted by the White House. This according to the National Archives. The 861 emails that reference Rosemont Seneca were sent or received by the office of the vice president between January 11th and December 2013. These are not pseudonym emails. These are emails directly from the White House, from the office of the vice president to Rosemont Seneca. How could you possibly write a thousand emails to Rosemont Seneca and not know anything about your son's business and him not getting any kind of special favors? Uh, The uh, White House refused to allow the release of 200 emails referencing Hunter Biden's firm, citing executive privilege. Release would disclose confidential advice between the president and his advisors. So wait, was Rosemont Seneca advising the vice president on something? 
Because that's a quote. Release would disclose confidential advice between the president and his advisors. Who in Rosemont is advising the vice president? I mean, I Hunter. Hunter Biden and his business associates frequently use their direct line of communications with the office of the vice president to leverage access to the Obama White House. The White House guest lists, seating assignments and biographies of guests for various official events, including the 2012 United Kingdom State Dinner, the Turkey State Luncheon and the 2014 France State Dinner were shared with the Rosemont Seneca employees. One email contains an invitation forwarded to the White House for then Vice President Joe Biden to attend an event at UCLA uh, for an international relations and invites then the second lady, Jill Biden, to participate in a world food program campaign. Invitations from the White House for several events that Hunter Biden presumably attended or had requested tickets for guests are also shown in uh, the National Archives document dump. This is r- remarkably amazing. I mean, I'm not saying that we have irrefutable proof in a court of law yet. We haven't seen these emails from the suit. Correct. Right. But you are obviously in denial if you do not think he was breaking the law here. It, it, it just it, there's way too much smoke. You can sit here and still deny it because we don't have the irrefutable proof that is prepared for a court of law. Yeah. But like, you're just in denial. You're just, you're trying to come up, you're trying to hold out here until this proof does eventually appear. Hunter Biden received a notification from the State Department with updates and arrival information for the state luncheon. Biden was involved in, Hunter Biden was involved in planning a state luncheon with Chinese officials at the White House. I mean, months before he traveled to the country to secure a lucrative deal with the Chinese government. This this is crazy. They did. Obama said he'd have the most transparent administration <laughs> yeah, ever. This is very transparent. Very transparent. Yeah. In a written response to the request for the documents related to Hunter Biden, James Biden, and their foreign business dealings. The National Archives noted the group that the email messages include January 2011 guest list for the China State Luncheon event held. Emails obtained by the AFL reveal the broad access Hunter Biden enjoyed to the um, official government channels while his father was vice president. He wasn't, he wasn't selling the illusion of access. He had the access. He was given the access. And these are the official emails. Yeah. And, and like, the, the only argument they have now is the, as if these things were like unrelated. You know, they're going to try to say, well, yes, Hunter talked to these business associates and Joe showed up to dinners with them at times and hung out with them for an hour. But they were, you know, it's the only meal in history where you meet with a bunch of business associates and business never comes up like that's never happened in human history before this but this particular dinner was like that and there were uh, apparently maybe as much as a hundred of these dinners and it never hundred now it's incredible you have to just be in legitimate denial you know you just want to find a way out of this for your own political side and look I mean, that's not that's been that's happened before <laughs> it's happened on both sides it's happened on both sides uh, but you you have to be in denial to think that this was not going on i mean it's we have way too much evidence at this point it's ridiculous and they keep going on television saying there's nothing tying this to joe biden hunter sure but not joe the glenn back program Hey, we should always hope for the best, but we should also then do what we're supposed to do and prepare for the worst. 
Peace of mind is a lot easier to achieve when you've covered all your bases. You know, that's one reason why uh, I, I learned something really refreshing you know, back in my 30s. Lies make things so complex. It's so much easier to tell the truth. It really is. And it's kind of like this with preparation. You know, being freaked out all the time about something is so much energy. Just do what you're supposed to do and then let it go. When it comes to preparing for your family in case of an emergency, preparewithglenn.com is the place to go. You'll save $200 on your three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Wide variety of delicious meals offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. Stock up before the panic sets in. Free shipping. Automatic. Your order ships fast, sometimes in the, fir- in the, well, on, the on the same day as your order. Go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Do it now. While the mainstream media is ignoring all these controversies, we're not at Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, let me give you some additional news here on uh, the case into Joe and Hunter Biden. Apparently, we now find out that top Justice Department officials were meddling in the criminal investigation into Hunter Biden. They showed favoritism. Now, listen, listen to what they did. This according to the Daily Mail. Attorneys for senior IRS investigator Gary Shapley revealed a top justice official approached them in April saying he wanted to investigate Shapley's claims of slow rolling and obstruction in the Hunter Biden case. Associate Deputy Director General Bradley, I don't know, Weisenheimer, immediately met with Hunter's lawyers and his Delaware prosecutor and days later struck a sweetheart deal with President's son getting blanket immunity and no jail time. So this guy was sent out from the top of DOJ and said, hey, these guys are complaining you know, that uh, we're playing games. Uh, what do you, uh, why don't you go talk to them? So he went in and talked to them and he's like, hey, we're really concerned about this. What exactly is happening here? What was, what was going on? Then he went back to his boss at DOJ and said, ah, they got pretty good evidence here that, you know, this has been slow rolling and they're not going to take it. Then the next day, that guy calls the lead attorney for Hunter Biden. Then they all meet. And the Justice Department puts together this blanket immunity, which at the time actually included blanket immunity on everything. So this guy Merrick Garland says, no, we're not involved at all. Really? Because somebody in your office went and met with the whistleblowers who a couple months later became whistleblowers, met with the whistleblowers. Then he went to you, told you. Then he went back out and he talked to Hunter Biden's lawyers. And then that day or the next day, you guys put together a deal to absolve Hunter Biden from everything and tried to jam it through. And when you did... 
the judge wised up and the whistleblowers came out. We now know that that is true. You know, Stu, you said a minute ago, and I understand it. I really do. Because we're, we're, we're so stupid right now. We're just at each other's throats. And I don't mean, uh, there are Marxist Leninists that want a revolution and want blood in the streets. When they say they want an end to whiteness, they mean it. When they say they want an end to America, they mean it. An end to our lifestyle, they mean it. But that's not our neighbor. I don't think that's not our average Democratic neighbor. Our Democratic neighbor has not been hearing all of these facts, so they don't know all of them. And when we meet with our friends or our former friends or our family, or now some of us have former family, which is horrible, we don't listen because we've just argued back and forth. But if we can get to a place to where we say, look, This is our country. This is our country, my country and your country. We both have to live here. And we have to have some some basic rules that we agree with. And let's start with Mitch McConnell. I'm I'm a guy who votes generally for the Republicans. Everybody's saying I'm only saying bad things about Joe Biden's age because I'm an ageist. No, I'm not. Look at the way he acts. You and I both know. Would you give him the keys to your car? You wouldn't. Now, I'm willing to admit my side has a problem with this. Mitch McConnell. And he's got to go. If you won't give them the keys to your car, why would you give them the keys to your children's future? We have to say to our friends, very calmly and rationally, uh, rationally how are, are you paying, have you paid attention to this at all? Because I've tuned out so much, I know. And, and have you paid attention? Because, well, let me just start here. If Donald Trump was taking money from China or Russia, would it matter? I know it would because that's what that investigation was all about. And that was proven to be false. You can get into an argument about that later if you want, but just have your stats and all of the facts ready for that argument. Great. Because it would have with me, if he were selling out access or anything like that, if he were doing that with Russia, one of our enemies, I would have been there with you voting for impeachment. I would have been the first one in line. Just like I am with Mitch McConnell. No, it's wrong. And we have to have certain things because this is all of our country. Both of us, all of us, we have to live here. Let me lay out some things here. Let me, let me show you what we do have. And then take the president's statements. I didn't know anything about my son's business dealings. Here's a thousand emails from his office to his son's business partner. His, the, his office was giving him government information 
on people that were coming to a state dinner that he would go to. He helped Hunter helped plan the Chinese visit. And he was there to welcome. And then a couple of months later, he gets. Now, I'm not saying Joe's involved in that one. But is that using, is that his family using access? Yes. Okay, can I ask you this? There's, there's like nine family members now that are, that are all involved that have offshore accounts. Do you know anybody with an offshore account? Because I don't. And maybe there's a good reason to have an offshore account. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but maybe. But we should ask. Why is it that Joe Biden's family and relatives all have offshore accounts? And what do those people do? Now, we can kind of guess what they do. They must all be energy because they were receiving money that the banks, 70 notices from the banks, said to the government, red flag, this looks like money laundering. But they did nothing about it. Treasury did nothing. They sent this money over to those shell corporations and put all that money in the bank of the Bidens. Can we just ask, what did they do? Maybe they are energy experts. And they all legitimately were on the payroll for Ukraine and China. Maybe. But that's I don't see that on any of their resumes. So. What did they do? What did they do to earn the millions from the foreign oligarchs? We, we, we just have to start. Look. The line that changed my life was from Thomas Jefferson, and I've said it a million times. Question with boldness, even the very existence of God. Now, he's saying this because back then you didn't question God. That would make you a heretic. You wouldn't question God. What are you, an atheist? No, I'm just questioning. Question with boldness, even the very existence of God. Four. If there be a God, he must surely rather honest questioning over blindfolded fear. So ask honest questions. But then when you get the answers and they're provable to you, and I know this in my own life because it brought me to Christ. Gosh, I don't want to really, I got to stop swearing. I got to care about other people and serve them. I I mean, I'm a whiner. I don't want to do all that stuff. I I, I just want to be happy in my life. Well, no, that's not the way it works. And when I found that out, I didn't want to do it. But I wanted to be happy. I wanted my life to make sense. So, okay, I'll do it. And you don't do it like, okay, I'll do it. But I remember laying in bed going, my whole life is going to change. My whole life is going to change. And it doesn't sound like a fun life because there's a lot of things that I like to do now that, I mean, come on, really? Sin? That's a pretty hefty word. But I did it because it was true. 
And so you were either somebody that is seeking the truth or you are deluding yourself because you want to be comfortable. And that's why the truth shall set you free, but it will make you miserable first because it will change your course. If, if, and you know this to be true because I've paid a high price time and time again with audiences for just saying what I believe and knowing that you're not going to agree with me. Oh, well. Live by the truth. And you know that if I would have found that Donald Trump was dirty and was doing those things they accused him of, I would have turned on him. I would have absolutely been leading the march. And that would have probably been the end of my career. But I would have done it. Ask your friends, can we just call a truce for a minute? And I'll look at anything you put up about Donald Trump and his crimes or whatever. Because maybe you know something I don't know. But can we come together and just talk about facts for a second? And I'm not going to bring opinions or anything. I'm going to bring facts. What do we know? But we first have to admit to one another. Will it make a difference? If I present the facts, will it make a difference to you? If it won't, well, then you're, I mean, then you're comfortable in your life and you're, you know, we all get <laughs> what you deserve. Um, but if you're an honest person, which I believe you to be, you look at the facts and you may share some facts of your own. Might change my mind. I don't know. But that conversation has to begin. America has got to come together. Our government is involved in massive corruption, way beyond, way beyond uh, Nixon. And if we don't stop it, we don't survive. And our children don't have a future. And I don't care if it's left or right that's doing it. I want all the weasels weeded out. All of them. Back in just a minute. Ten years ago, the parallel economy said that you and I uh, couldn't do it. There wasn't a parallel economy. We began building one together. One of the first into it was the blaze. We disrupted the media. Everybody said it couldn't be done. Well, there's other companies that are really, it's very difficult uh, to be a to be a cell phone company, very you know it's it's kind of you know cell towers and everything else. Well, a company started this. They're in, they're celebrating their tenth anniversary now, and it is Patriot Mobile. They offer nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you're getting the same coverage that you're accustomed to, but you don't have to put up with all the leftism and all of that stuff, and you're saving money. Switching is really easy. Thanks to their 100% U.S.-based customer service team, you can keep your number, you can keep your phone, or you can upgrade. They'll help you find the best plan for your needs, and you get the same coverage because they're on the same cell towers. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Um, uh, last night on my Wednesday night special, we were talking about Hawaii and what's really going on in Hawaii. And there's some really disturbing things that are happening. Um, and the government is almost 100% responsible for this. The government and the response and the electric company, which is part of the government, they never prepared. They had all kinds of warnings. I mean, just I think it was like last year or the year before they had another warning that this was going to happen. Here's what you need to do. And they didn't do it. Um, they were more interested in green energy than fixing anything. And uh, so there's horrible fire. And this could go down into a just a horrible partisan battle. But Hawaii is about to go into real suicidal kind of tendencies. There's so many people that lived in this uh, town, historic. They've lost their heritage. They've lost their house. Many of them saw their relatives burned to death or, you know, couldn't escape. And they've been waiting. And I mean, it's they're already having I think they've had three suicides already uh, from survivors. It's going to get really bad. And they're going to need you know, mental health help. And one of the things that we always talk about at Mercury One is we, A, we don't, we don't put our signs up anywhere. You know, people always put their signs up and, you know, Red Cross, we don't do that. We don't care. We're, we're just there to help and we're help. We, we, we help fund some of these other organizations that are local. Um, there's some, something big that we can do to help but it's it's i mean it's kind of along the lines really of the afghanistan thing i mean nobody's really gonna do it i mean they'll get government to help but i i'd rather have you know free people that just want to volunteer their time it'll change them it'll change you i'll tell you about that coming up in just a second stand by you know, for years, we looked the other way uh, as corporate America has pushed messaging that alienates us, attacks our values, our reason, our common sense, all of that. Well, I want you to join me and millions of patriotic Americans who would like to do business with people that uh, are not assaulting everything that we believe. Public Square, publicsq.com. Public Square is an app. And a website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses, all different industries, businesses that value life, freedom, family, all of it. You're looking for coffee, clothing, skin care. You want to eat at a restaurant that won't shove their pronouns down your throat. PublicSQ.com is your destination. Public Square. PublicSQ.com. Uh, I was just out somewhere just this weekend and somebody said, hey, you need to get on Public Square, Glenn. Uh, it's great. I, I was looking for whatever it was. I found, I'm like, I, I like, yeah, I, I, I do ads for public square. I know them. I've known them for a long time. I know them actually the people behind them and they're great. Public sq.com public sq.com. Get the app. Join today.
What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. <laughs> Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I think we have something very exciting for you. Uh, in 60 seconds, stand by. Today, you're driving home from work. You're picking your kids up, getting groceries, whatever. Once you remember something, probably not too long from now, something's going to break down in your car. I mean, it does, you know. I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm going to give you the upside on this. Enroll now with Car Shield because you get protection plans that start as low as 100 bucks a month, flexible month-to-month coverage, uh, your choice of an ASE certified mechanic, 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance, complimentary towing, rental car options. You also get a lo- no long-term contract, which is great. Car Shield administrators handle absolutely everything. But here's, here's why this is great. You can get out of this contract. You know, you just stop. It's not long-term. Um, but considering the whole inflation problem, you can lock in your price guarantee. Your price will never go up. Doesn't matter inflation, doesn't matter how many times you've claimed, you know, file a claim, none of that. Lock your price in. Car Shield. I've had it for years. 800 227 6100. 800 227 6100. It's carshield.com/back. 800-227-6100. We welcome to the uh, program a man whose name I have a hard time pronouncing. It's Jip Decker. That's true. Uh, J.P. Decker is uh, the Mercury One executive director. He was a senior producer on this program for a long time. Then he stabbed me in the back and went to work for Fox. I told him not to, but he did, and he was successful there. But then he comes crawling. <laughs> then he comes crawling back. And I said, okay, I love people. Charity. Go be the executive director. I did come back. You did. Let's, I mean, let's make that. <laughs> I came back. Yeah, you did come I back. I did come back. I don't remember the quarreling part. Uh, but uh, JP, you were just in uh, Maui, uh, and we were talking about this on last night's show. Mm-hmm. And you told me, and it's 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 strange. There's a story in the New York Times today about how you know white people have just done Hawaii so badly and Mm. and same with puerto rico and you know it's all from the i don't know the christian missionary i mean it's just so convoluted and and i know that some people uh in hawaii and some people in 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 other places that are far away states think that we don't think of them as americans Mm -hmm. and you you were telling me uh that you had a hard time at the beginning because people just would look at you and go, oh, you're from the mainland. And then that was a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime in anywhere that I went to, the first thing they thought I was going to bring wads of cash and buy them out. I mean, and they said, oh, we've already had many people come in, nonprofits, everyone say, oh, yeah, as long as you put your logos up somewhere uh, and make Mm -hmm. sure you tell people that we're the ones helping you, we will help you. And I always would tell them, there's no cameras. A couple of people, we didn't film until after we talked to them for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, you know, we don't have cameras. We're not here for that. I'm here to ask how you're doing and how I can help as a nonprofit make Lahaina Lahaina again. And that would disarm them and help them to know that I'm not in it for gain. I'm in it for, to help. Right. 
And what we do at Mercury One is we'll go into these disaster situations when we're in Florida now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are. So um, we go into these disaster situations and we assess. I mean, first thing we do is we go to our our go to partners Mm -hmm. that are always, you know, first in and we say, what do you need? And we give them the supplies or whatever it is they need. Then we go in and we find the locals that are actually doing something that they they can do best more than anybody else. Uh, and we are not there. We never are there to get our pictures taken or hand them a giant check or anything. We don't have we don't have a PR firm that no. is for Mercury yeah. One because we don't do that. It's truly about helping and enabling people to help themselves. Yep. And when we went in, we we helped, you know, provide food, water, you know, and this was through our partners, electricity yeah. and Wi-Fi. But Satellite. now there's a, there's a bigger problem. And that's what we're focused on now, which is the mental health crisis that's happening there. And it hasn't it hasn't shown itself yet, but it will soon. Mm-hmm. You you know just what happened with covid how sketchy all of our families are right now because of of mental illness or 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 depression or things that our country and our world is going through a a, a fundamental transformation to quote barack obama um and it is transforming us as people and we're not we're not aware that we are so disconnected from reality and now add knowing that your family burned to death in mm-hmm. the house and you're a survivor. Mm-hmm. They didn't survive. There's a lot of survivor's remorse going on with a lot of the people that I spoke with. I mean, Glenn, all of us have been through some kind of traumatic experience. Not like that. Not like that. And that's what a lot of the survivors were telling me. I, I, they even said, I don't know how to help my brothers or my sisters or my family or my friends that were there. And that's, that is a problem, and that's why they feel left. That's why they feel left alone, because they're so focused on helping each other. And all the outside groups are saying, well, we'll give you this money, we'll give you this, and but they're not helping with the mental side of things. They haven't even processed what they've been through, and it's been almost a month. So you told me this last night, live on the on the show, and I just had this feeling that Okay, that's that's what we should do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what I want to ask is, if you are a doctor, you're somebody who you deal in PTSD, uh, EMDR, um, any kind of trauma, and that's your deal. Would you be willing to volunteer uh, to be a part of our team? We'd like as many as possible to go over and and help them mm-hmm. with mental health. We don't, all we want them to see is people from the mainland that just love them and don't want anything from them. We just came because we love you and you're part of us, not only the human family, but the American family. And I, I think, I'm getting goosebumps when I say this, I, I think we can make a real difference um, in just the love quotient. Mm-hmm. Um uh, to take this this tragedy and turn it into a, an opportunity to heal much more than just Lahaina. Yeah, there there is there was a moment, quite a few moments, when the question that I would ask anyone that I was with was, "How are you doing?" And that's all that mattered. And they just would cry and tell me their story and their pain that they're going through. And then they would tell me about the suicides that have happened already, and that they ha- they don't want anyone else to die. 
You know, it's amazing. I remember on 9-11, I remember we went out that night. We were in uh, Tampa, and I think you were probably there, Stu. Oh, yeah, we were together that night. Uh, sure. And that night, we went to Outback Steakhouse. Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, we went to Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> yes, one of the weirdest dinners of all <laughs> ever, time. Mm-hmm. Ever. It was so weird. And I remember we got into the parking lot, and somebody was there, and one of us just said to that person, like... They were our old friends, but we didn't know them. And we said, how you doing? Mm. And we sat and they may have cried. I don't remember because it it happened so often. But we just saw each other truly as brothers and sisters. And we were all going through something. Yeah. And it's it's really important. And they're, they're not. I mean, can you imagine processing this? And where am I going to have my next meal? Where am I gonna? Where am I gonna sleep? What about my clothing? I don't have any documents left. Mm-hmm. I don't have any pictures of my family. I've got nothing. Can you imagine just processing that? Let alone what you probably saw. Mm-hmm. And you know, ten ten years ago, um, where I'm from, Moore, Oklahoma, was destroyed. My my home, my family were safe, but everything was gone. And Within 12 hours, you said, JP, let's go. And we went with one of our partners and Mercury One. And to see that firsthand, it still affects me. And I wasn't even there to see my town destroyed. But, uh, you know, these these people are seeing something I've never seen. When I was there driving through it, the first time Sean Foster, who was with me, we were driving through, we were shocked. It, it, is, it is gone. It's ashes. It's really, I, I've never experienced anything like this except for um, when Joe Biden said, no, um, except for the, um, the Yellowstone fires. Mm-hmm. And I drove through right after the Yellowstone fire. And when, when something has been made into ash, mm-hmm. uh, it is, the power of fire is overwhelming. And that was just, you know, trees and god forbid some animals this is man man yeah yeah and these kids have seen things that no one should ever see okay so we are looking for um doctors that are trained ptsd counseling emr uh, emdr uh pastors Mm -hmm. that have dealt in trauma we would love you to join our team um we'll set you up and 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 get you there if you would just do a few days and it's not a vacation, right? No, um, but uh, uh, please uh, contact us. You can reach out to the email address is communications at mercury one one dot org. That's communications at mercury one dot org. I know we uh, do we have Chad on. I haven't talked to Chad about this. Have you? I, I, ended, I just got off the phone with him okay. before I came in here. So Chad Robichaux is um, just fantastic he's with mighty oaks he helped uh or we helped him in uh, afghanistan and and other places and this is kind of what they do with people uh who are experiencing ptsd from being in battle overseas chad hey glenn uh we gotta find other ways to, to meet up but glad to be on I know, I know every time we see each other it's because there's something horrible that has happened uh, yeah that's right <laughs> um so 
did JP get a chance to really explain this to you on what we want to do? We want to send, if your team can spare anybody, I know you're all over the world and still in Afghanistan. Uh, if, if you can spare anybody that really can help on the spiritual healing needs and the, uh, you know, the, uh, the trauma needs. Yeah. You know, JP and I talked and, and, uh, and I went right to our, when this first kicked off, you know, we, my heart was right away. Like, Hey, we have to get people out there and help. And then you always had the concern, you know, am I going to be in the way? Am I really need it? Uh, you know, you don't want to clutter the, but, but after talking to JP and talking to other people on the ground there, there's a massive need for people to come in, uh, volunteers to come in and just be with people, pray with people, uh, help give people some, uh, some insights on, you know, how to move forward. And so, you know, Mighty Oaks has done that all over the world. We do that for our troops here. And, and uh, we've done that in partnership with, with you in Afghanistan and in Ukraine. I have teams still working in Afghanistan and Ukraine right now. But uh, as we assess this, we, we, uh, we certainly have the bandwidth to do it. It's something we're willing to take on and feel obligated to take on. Uh, this is our country and our, and our fellow people and uh, our fellow countrymen. And, and uh, you know, Hawaii is not some far-off land. It's... No, there it's ours. People and, uh, we we, we want to we go and help. Chad. Yes, so, yeah, so, uh, so JP that we're, we're in. Okay. Um, let me ask you, can, can you give us something out of all the tragedy that you're involved in all over the world? Give me something today that I can chew on all day and go, wow, that is really good to know. Give me something good. I mean... I mean, I think through the tragedy uh, around the world, especially I think where I've seen it most is in Ukraine, where you, you're seeing people that literally lost everything, just like the people in Hawaii. Um, you see people at, the, at their you know, most vulnerable time and, and their weakest moment uh, find a hope that they never found before, find strength and resiliency they never found before. And, and the way they find that is through community. I think in, um, in most cases, people in America especially, but all over the world, we get in busy lives and we, we live our independent lives and we, we kind of don't wave at our neighbors and, and uh, with, when crisis happen, I guess people come together and lock arms. And, uh, and it's actually a, a beautiful thing. I was in a place called Kharkiv, Ukraine, in a, in a bunker with 300 people. And, uh, and most of them had lost family members. They lost their homes. They lost their everything. And, uh, and I woke up in the morning and they asked me to come, down, come out from the bunker and it'd be with them in this large open area they had. They had 300 people in there all singing praise and worship. Uh, mm. And these aren't people that normally would, you know, church attenders or whatever, they're just worshiping God. People that lost everything, and it just, like, took me back. Like, how could these people be uh, – it really just convicted me. Because I'm like, how could these people be so joyous right now in such a – the hardest moment of their life when they lost family members and everything. And it's just people coming together, uh, finding hope, and locking arms and supporting each other and being there for each other. And, you know, I think in those moments, and I know you're asking for volunteers, and some people may be thinking, like, how do I even help? What do I say? And I was in that moment in Ukraine. I'm like, they wanted me to get up and talk. I'm like, what do I say? And the only thing I could say in that moment was, I don't know what you're going through. No one's ever attacked besides 9-11, but no one's ever. I never had to fight for my home and my family. Um, but all I could say is that we, we care. People care. And we're here. I'm, I'm right here. I came here to be with you from, from America to Kharkiv. And I'm here with you right now cause, to show you, if anything else, that people care. And, uh, you know, if pe- volunteers go out there, Sometimes you don't have to have all the answers, but you can just sit in front of someone and say, I came here because I care about you. Yeah. You're not alone in this. I might not understand what you're going through, but I'm here with you. And sometimes that's enough. Chad, thank you. 
Could I could I ask you to hold for one minute? I want to ask you another question on the air, but it's not related. A- absolutely. You know? All right, great. Hang on just a second. Chad Robicho, he's the author of Saving uh, Aziz, uh, which is an amazing story out of Afghanistan. And he is also the founder of the Mighty Oaks Foundation and a U.S. Marine Corps Force uh, recon veteran. Okay, um, JP, thank you very much. Again, it's communications at mercuryone.org. Let's go make a difference. Do something good. Despite the looming uncertainty of uh, U.S.-China standoff, the war in Ukraine, and China's property meltdown, investors are still hanging tight to gold. And why not? Central banks are buying. Emerging markets are showing strong retail demand. Gold just saw its longest winning streak since July. Experts are even predicting now it'll reach a record of $2,250 an ounce soon. This is, uh, that would be remarkable if, if that actually hit that. Um, you don't root for gold to go up. Um, I buy it uh, as a hedge against insanity. And, and everything that is happening now, right now, Please, please consider putting your dollar into something solid, something tangible. Please, if you right now go to Goldline and uh, and call them up at eight six six Goldline, they have a deal going on where you can buy twenty five quarter ounce gold Mayflower rounds, and they will give you a whopping twenty five one ounce silver Mayflower rounds free. So you buy twenty five of the quarter ounce gold, you get. 25 of the one ounce silver for free doesn't extend to IRA orders. And as always, Goldline has your back on the economic roller coaster. Find out if it's right for you. Please call 866 Goldline, 866 Goldline or Goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, Chad, you've been over again and again and again uh, in Ukraine, and I trust you. And I don't know if you can say anything. And if you say I can't be frank right now, just say it. Um, Yeah. uh, But, you know, I saw an an interview with um, uh, Orban from Hungary with uh, Tucker Carlson. And Orban was clear. He's like, you're not even close to these guys winning. Uh, it's, it's, It's not even a question on Ukraine if they can win. They can't. It's it's futile. Is that true? Yeah. You know, Ukraine Ukraine obviously standing independently has has no chance to win. They would Russia would take them in a day. But I think what a lot of people don't realize and you know people talk about the fear of World War 3 is that this actually is World War 3. In my opinion from being there, this is World War 3. It's just different. It's not World War 2 where you see pe- people storming the beaches of Normandy. This is a proxy war with 30 countries around the world fighting. So Ukraine is just this massive place where where you have Iranian drones killing killing Ukrainians. You have U.S. drones killing Russians. Uh, So this isn't this isn't what people see on the surface as a Ukraine versus Russia Russian war. Uh, This is a you know I would say a proxy world war taking place on battlefield in Ukraine. Can this be just for me? It's much more complex. Can Can this be? Uh, played out without going to a, a world war that everyone would recognize as a world war or nuclear war? It's, it certainly can with a competent leader in the White House of the United States. Uh, you know, you have you have a uh, President Biden, you know, making the decision to to send you know, hundreds of billion, hundred plus billion, one hundred thirty billion dollars there, uh, which is provoking the uh, and prolonging 
this war. I mean, it, it disincentivizes anyone to, to end it. Uh, Zelensky is certainly not going to end it when he's getting, you know, over $100 billion from the United States. Why would he? Uh, he's being, becoming one of the richest men in the world over it. Uh, we know uh, Vladimir Putin's not going to back down because of this, his pride. And uh, so, so uh, you know, if a if their competent leader would be there in the, in the White House, I think this thing could be over in two weeks. Um, and, you know, President Trump uh, continues to kind of boast in the campaign trail that he could end this thing in, in a week or a day. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I think he's right. I think he could. I think any any strong leader that's willing to, to take the right stance in this, in this uh, one, economically, like uh, Reagan did uh, against Gorbachev, because you know, Russia has one one commodity, oil. Uh, yeah. So the sanction, that, to lead a sanction in and, uh, but also, I think you could use Article Article Five, uh, NATO Article Five, uh, in our favor. We know Russia's committed war crimes. You can move in a mm. peacekeeping force, a humanitarian force, for the people of Ukraine. Wow! And, uh, and, and if you move that up with a ceasefire, then you know Vladimir uh, Putin would not uh, risk an Article Five violation. You could have a standstill there. Chad, thank you, Chad Robocho, Mighty Oaks Foundation, the Glenn Beck Program. Let me paint you a happy picture. I know I'm not always known for that, but uh, I think you'll like this one. Picture it. You wake up in the morning and you don't hurt. You go about your day. You play with your kids or your grandkids. You, you know, dig around in your garden if that's what you like to do. You stand on the dance floor, you know. Whatever it is, you can do it and you don't hurt. When I talk about relief factor, that's what I'm talking about. When I say get your life back, that's what I mean. Do the things that you want to do. Play golf without hurting. Three-week quick start is $19.95. It's a trial pack, not a drug. Developed by doctors, more than a million people have bought Relief Factor's quick start, and now 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. You can call them at 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. Get the $19.95 three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com. Or call them. 800 for relief 800 for relief relief factor feel the difference head over to blaze tv.com slash glenn there you can subscribe to blaze tv use the promo code glenn and save yourself 10 bucks People of Kentucky, please, for the love of Pete, just stand up and call Mitch McConnell's office and say, we love Mitch McConnell or we don't love Mitch McConnell, whatever. This is not about politics. This is about our country. For the love of Pete, resign. Resign. At least the leadership resign. Yeah, 100% needs to be done today. Should be done Done today. today. The man obviously is not capable of doing this job. And look, there are always political considerations, right, that are involved in this. We're not we're adults. We know this. But they the law was passed mm. a couple years ago in Kentucky that the Democratic governor wouldn't just be able to name a Democrat. The Republicans will be able to put three people forward and he will choose from that group of three people. So you're going to get a Republican replacement. It is time. This poor Please. guy who I mean we've had all sorts of problems with Mitch McConnell over the years, but the man is clearly suffering and you have to do something. It's gotta be like a petite mall. 
you know, uh, there's Seizure. grand mal seizures mm-hmm. and then petite mal seizures, and they don't, they just kind of like you kind of freeze, you know. Uh, you, you know more about this than I do. I, I, I have two two daughters with cerebral palsy, or I'm sorry, with uh, epilepsy. So thank, I'm thankful I don't know that much yeah. about it. But it, to me, it, it, you know, when I think of a seizure, I think of something a little bit more almost violent, right? Like, well, that, there'll be a grand mal. Okay. Mary has grand mal's. Um, and when, especially if she was off medication, they are severe. Mm. When she was in the hospital before her brain surgery, uh, they took her off all medication to just see, you know, to monitor the seizures. And we were in the room and she started having a seizure. We've never seen that before. And the whole family was freaked out. We were like, what is happening to her? What, what is going on? And it's full grand mal. And it is violent. Um, a petite mall is, it'll be like, um, my other daughter has petite mall seizures and she is, you'll be talking to her and they don't last very long. Uh, and you'll be talking to her and she'll just kind of be looking at you or staring off in space. And then she'll say, I'm sorry, what did you say? And it, she just, it just shut down for a second. Mm. Cause he did sort of come back after it sort of sort of like he mumbled and he couldn't really form his words but you could tell he once again was having here, thoughts here he is uh, here he is if you didn't see senator this or daniel this. cameron uh do you have a comment on daniel cameron this is the second, this is the second one well i think the government is going to be very close uh, far and away the best candidate we could have nominated and uh I mean, stop. You know, the first question that put him into this, whatever this event is, uh, was... Um, You're going to rerun in 2026. Yeah, how do you feel about 2026? Which is laughable. I mean, comical. If it was not so I mean, sad, it would be comical. Like, like th- they're asking him if he's going to run again? The guy can't even stand there. Term limits. Term, Term limits. limits. But yes. in the meantime, please, for the love of Pete, you, you know what this is? This is the people around these people. It shows you the power of the machine. It doesn't matter. They don't care if the person can is cognitively there or not. It just runs. They'd rather have somebody like that who's no longer capable of doing it themselves because then they can just do what they want and he gets the blame or he gets the credit. But it's nobody. I, you know, Stu and I were joking off the air today. I'm thinking about running for John Cornyn's office, okay? And but not by myself with Stu because Stu does. You know, he's like got that kind of mind where he likes to research and all of that stuff. I don't. Um, but I'm good at giving speeches. Give a hell and of stuff. a speech, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I'd probably suck as a senator if it was just me. But I think Stu and I would be good. <laughs> so I'm going to run. But I just be honest with you. Yeah, I'm the guy saying it, but this is really the guy who's really doing all the research and, and everything else. Be honest, I'll probably outsource it to Bangladesh. Just so yeah. you guys know, right? Like I'm not. I mean, you really, can't be expected to do all of it. It just seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it you know? does. It, it does. would be nice if they were just honest about it. But vote for us. You know, uh, I'd rather honestly, I'd rather have that approach. If you were, if, if everybody was just being honest, look, I'm, I'm really good at this. I'm not good at that. You know, I'll be really, really, I'm there on this, but mm, I'm gonna need some help over here. Wouldn't that be great and refreshing? Mm. Instead, what you get is, and by the way, this is, of course, going to work out terribly for all of us, 
you will be punished for what's going on right now. Because if Mitch McConnell does step down from leadership, likely Cornyn will run for it. He's already said he will. He'll probably win. And he's already a terrible senator terrible. from Texas. He used uh, to be good at one point. You know, way, 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 way back. I think maybe Kennedy was president. Okay. I'm not sure. Right. Uh, like, it's is he better than, you know, uh, I don't know. Biden? I guess. How low yes, our probably. expectations right. are. Right. Like, he's, he's a, he's a, he has a terrible voting record. Uh, he, he should be, and it's embarrassing because it's Texas, right? Like if if he was in Maine, I mean, you go be okay, fine, right? Whatever, fine. But like the fact that you're getting this performance out of Texas, and you're about to get it nationwide, I will not be surprised at all if he actually wins. Which is, is if, he, if he if he wins that, I think we should run. I think it should be Glenn's do. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just cleanse. This is not a job I want. Did you? It's not a job I, I want. I've worked but closely be, enough with you over the years. Would we be or? willing to do it together? Wouldn't we be willing to do it together? Uh, yeah, I guess. I could, yeah. It would be, if it would be good for the country. It'd be good Can for the country. Can we outsource it to Bangladesh? No, not Bangladesh. Maybe I'll Maine. Go, I'll go on Upwork and just post the job <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> to say, Texas senator to see if someone will take it for $8 an hour. Uh. But it's just, look, you said it before, Glenn. Term limits. Term limits, I know some people don't like it. I will say it is among the most popular policy proposals in our discourse. We're talking about 80% support across the board. And honestly, it also, while it's more popular among Republicans, it is also very popular even among Democrats and also among independents. You're talking about any, you know, the easiest, the most common policy proposal is three terms in the House, two terms in the Senate. That would get you 18 years in this job. 18 years in when this in these two jobs. You'd have a lot of influence. You'd have 18 years. That's plenty. Plenty of time for you to do what you need to do and go live an actual life outside of Washington, D.C. It would be a thing that would, it would eliminate all of these situations, largely. I mean, I guess someone could run for the first time at 80 and there could solve a problem. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> well, you know what? If they don't if act win, eighty, if you can win at eighty, fine. you can win at eighty. Yeah, you know I what mean, I mean. Look, but, but the problem is the 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 benefits of the incumbency are so powerful, and the system is set up to punish anyone who's not an incumbent mm-hmm. when it comes to money and influence and all these other things that these guys just win. I mean, Diane Feinstein. Everyone knew she was incoherent when she won last time. This isn't something that oh, happened think, in the middle of her term. I think Mitch McConnell could run today, and they'd still vote him in. Yeah, it's probably true. I think he could still vote him in. Yep, even after this. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge problem. The, the founders wanted a system in which people basically showed up, voted a couple of times, and left. Right? They, they would go back and have normal jobs. We're not there. I would like us to get back to that. But certainly we can dissuade people from making the incredible lust for power their entire career. Right. Like, can we at least limit them from that? And this is something that would pass easily in state after state after state. It's something you could um, and I think you would have to amend the Constitution to put in. I don't think you could just pass a law on it. It, it probably wouldn't fail. It would probably fail in the courts if you tried to just do it as a law. You need to do it as, a, as, a, uh, as an amendment. But it's overwhelmingly popular. And why these candidates are not out there picking a policy that is this popular and running hard on it. For the same reason they don't say yes to voter ID. It's also 
across the board, Democrat, very Republican, popular. very popular mm-hmm. in the 80%, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't do it. Why? Because they want it. They want yeah. the the gray areas. And that's I, why. And I honestly would be fine. Not fine, but I would accept a proposal that grandfathered, and I mean grandfathered these people in. Great, great, great grandfathered these people in that are already oh, in God. office. If you're going to vote for it, and it's going to be locked in the Constitution, we'll let you stay as long as you want to stay. Fine. I'd be fine with that. I just want well, this to stop. This is something long-term that is a massive problem for that in our to country. to happen, though, you would have to get, you'd have to bribe their staff, because the staff is the one that would make the decision for them. <laughs> you can't. It's uh, true. It's so okay, sad. Let me, let me give you one thing. Now, I read this story, uh, and, and I thought, oh, of course. Biden administration sends $250 million more to Ukraine taking advantage of Pentagon accounting error. Okay, so you're like, oh, well, that's a that's a quite that's quite a number, a 250 million dollar accounting error. Wow, that's bad. Still help me out seeing that I'm the guy who's talking, but you're right. the guy who does the research. Okay. Let's see if you understand this the same way. The Department of Defense had been calculating the price of the equipment provided to Ukraine by tallying the cost the weapon that it was replacing. So if you had a weapon, but it was $1,000 when you bought it, but it's going to cost $2,000 to replace it, we were counting the $2,000. Okay? Okay. Right? Isn't that how you'd read it? It was replacing instead of the price of the weapon actually going to the Ukrainian troops. So we have given now... 40, 41 billion dollars to Ukraine in arms because we've given in, much more than in, that overall. Right. Yeah. In arms. OK. 41. The accounting error is not 250 million. It's 6.2 billion. Because of we were counting on replacing it, which we have to. That's the right way. That's not an accounting error. That's the right way to account for something. And somebody in the Pentagon said, you know, we can send more if we just count the value of the used weapon. And so they're counting it that way, which allows them to send, because it's already been authorized, another $6.2 billion. That's outrageous. That is absolutely outrageous. Incredible. Back in just a second. Mm. Liberty Weekend is here, and it's time for you to sit back, relax, and enjoy Blinds.com's biggest sale ever. Right now, you can get up to 50% off their huge list of top quality and totally customizable window coverings. Whether you know what you're doing, you want to pick them out or install them yourself, or you, you're, you're like me, I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't install a screwdriver. It's far too complex. Uh, Blinds.com has you covered. And plus, you get unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. They've covered 25 million windows. You know, rest easy. Blinds.com has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And beat the heat and beat the, the heating bill that is coming right around the corner as well. Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Number one online retailer of custom window coverings. 40,000 five-star reviews. And this weekend, up to 50% off, plus doorbusters at Blinds.com's Labor Day sale. Biggest sale ever. 50% off right now. Blinds.com. Restrictions apply. The Glenn Beck Program. 
Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Have you seen the um, the videos of the drones slamming into the buildings in Moscow? I mean, America would not put up with that for a day. Washington, D.C. being hit by a drone attack from another country? No. No, no not, not a day. No. And, you know, we think that uh, Vladimir Putin is just a brute, brutal, bloodthirsty killer, which he is. But for him to be restrained like this... Can you imagine New York, Canada's lobbing drones over the border and they're just going into our buildings in New York City? We would have zero tolerance of that. Right. And zero. of course, he, and he did respond to Ukraine. But the, the restraint we're talking about is not his restraint toward Ukraine. They're Ukraine. probably it's, it's ours. Us. They're probably ours. I don't know where else they'd be getting them. And, <sighs> you know, the our, our policy is we're not giving Ukraine any weapons that can reach past 100 miles right. inside Russia. So this would be a, yet another violation of our own red lines. I, you know what? I, I, there's a chance that Vladimir Putin is remaining restrained until the next election is over. There's a chance if this guy just doesn't bumble it so horribly that Putin is like, look, stay, 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 stay. Because if we elevate this thing, it will mean missile launches. Stop. Just put up with it. See if Trump wins, because Trump will end it in a day. He really will, because Putin, he speaks Putin's language enough. And and Putin, he'll Trump will know because he's a deal maker. Everybody has to win and everybody's going to have to take less than what they want. Wow. I, I don't think this would have started. If Donald Trump were president, no. I, I don't know that you can end this in a day. I, but, you know, like, I like your optimism. I, I like his optimism I, on this. Know. I, I want a deal struck. And frankly, like my top priority is not what the lines are between these two countries. No, I want this to stop. Yeah. And I think that that is the that is a switch that our military and leadership needs to change. Our, we need to flip that switch. Our military, they uh, Ukraine is firing howitzers, 60 a thousand shells every day. Do you know how many we can make in a month? They shell 60,000, boom, 60,000 howitzers a day. A a day. Mm-hmm. We're sending our supply over there. How many can we restock with new? So we need, gosh, I mean, yeah, a mm-hmm. lot. 20,000 is our current capacity in a month. In a month. In a month. This guy is doing to our our reserve, our ammunition reserve, yeah. exactly what he did to the oil reserve. There's going to come a time, and it's going to come soon, where America will not be able to respond. So we need, they need 1.8 million a month, and we're, we can do 20,000? Is that good? A month. Is that good? No, it's sustainable. Would you say it's sustainable? No, no, no. And I know you're all about sustainability. Mm -hmm, So, uh, no, not sustainable. Suboptimal. Okay, suboptimal. Okay, not optimal. No, no. Suboptimal. Suboptimal. Got it. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's a problem. In fact, 
you know, close. No, not even, not even not close, close to optimal. To optimal. No. Wow. Sad. The Glenn Beck Program.